Welcome to another episode of the Intersection Podcast, coming to you from the Shadow College of Business at Georgia Tech. I'm your host, Leo Haig. I'm a first-year full-time MBA student here at Scheller, but today we'll be discussing our executive MBA program at Georgia Tech. So I'm joined by Trent Thurman, Associate Dean at Scheller and Executive Director of our Executive Education Programs, and Kathy Macchio, a current EMBA student and Chief of Staff to the General Manager of Global Digital Sales at IBM. So we're going to be discussing all things Executive MBA here at Georgia Tech. So that's everything from the content covered by the course to the experiences of those taking part as they balance their career with their education. But first, Trent and Kat, I'll let you introduce yourselves and say a little bit about your journey to Shetler. Thanks, Leo. It's uh, great to be here with you both, so appreciate the time to chat with you. So again, my name is Kathleen or Kat Macchio. My journey to Scheller uh, actually started with an undergrad at University of Georgia. So I am a little bit of a traitor. I'm a proud Georgia Bulldog, <laughs> but a proud jacket as well. So <laughs> still figuring out my identity there. But went to University of Georgia for undergrad in business, went straight to IBM out of college and just had incredible opportunities for growth and development within the sales organization there, specifically digital sales, and got to this point where I decided that I really wanted to gain further development and understanding and learning outside of my day-to-day, and that kind of brought me to Scheller and the Executive MBA program. Right, pretty well. Welcome to the the finest business school in the, in the state of Georgia <laughs> and beyond. And, and Trent, I'm sure you'll you'll back me up in that opinion. Uh, absolutely. In fact, I saw Kat in a Georgia Tech sweatshirt last <laughs> no, class weekend. You I can't I've got to say take that out loud. Yeah, see. <laughs> I'm going to send it to some of your undergrad no, friends. No, don't do it. <laughs> but Trent, yeah, tell us a little bit about um, how you, you got here to, to Georgia Tech. Yeah, so first, thanks for having us. This is a great opportunity to talk about the executive MBA program. I've been in higher ed for 16 years at the University of Texas for most of the time and also at, at my undergrad alma mater, the University of Tennessee. But I've always had Georgia Tech and Shell are sort of up on a pedestal uh, because of that intersection of business and technology. I think that's so important in today's business world. And so I joined the college in May of last year and just really love it. I I love the students. I love what they want to do after the program. And to be a small part in seeing that career acceleration is just a I've got a great job. I love what I do. Brilliant. Well, thank you both for, for joining us today. And I think we've, we've all felt the same pull um, from Georgia Tech. From Kat, you've obviously come from in-state, but trying a little bit further afield and, and me all the way from Europe to be here. So I think we definitely agree that kind of intersection, as you say, trend of, of business and, and technology is something that really sets our, our program apart. And, and that's really what I wanted to dig into today and, and how that comes to the fore from the executive MBA program. And Trent, as, as our leader um, of the executive MBA program here at Shell, I, I wondered if you could just kick off our discussion just by outlining the program. So so what does that executive MBA program at Shell entail and, and what do those typically learn about when they when they take part in it? Yeah, so I, I think one of the first things to mention is the, in that executive MBA format, the students are working full-time while they're pursuing their degree. And I think that's a great way to do it because what you're learning on class weekends, you can apply immediately. So I think the goal of most executive MBA students is career acceleration and growth. You know, you're not starting from the bottom, um, or in most cases, it's not your 
uh, even your second job. You're probably mid-level, senior level, and looking at this experience uh, in order to take that next step within your organization or maybe maybe another one. But you know, you're, you're pretty locked in as far as your career uh, is concerned. As far as what you learn, you do get the tr traditional core, but then we have two different tracks that you can specialize in. One is management of technology, which is where you are taking a, a new technology and going through the process of getting it to market. So market validation, customer discovery, putting together the business plan, and your go-to-market strategy. So by the time the program's over, you have taken a, a, an idea all the way to the end. The other um, track is global business. So clearly by the name, uh, you're working on some global strategy. And there's a capstone project where you work with a company on some global issue. So again, you get that practical experience um, as you go through. I would also say that the people around you, because of that level of experience, you're learning just as much from your classmates and that interaction as you are from, from faculty. I, I've taught undergrad, full-time MBA, executive MBA, and at the graduate level, uh, you're more of a facilitator because the people in the room with you have that level of experience. I, th I think that's a really good summary there, Trent, because when I was sort of looking at the executive MBA program compared to what I'm in, in the full-time program, or even if you were to do with the evening MBA, which is essentially kind of full-time MBA, but obviously taking a different timeline because you want to continue your career. I think a couple of things that stood out to me were, A, the people that will be in the room with you. These are out-and-out -out real business leaders um, in their companies at the moment, so that you're going to learn so much from them with that kind of extra layer of experience that they will be bringing to the program. And also the that those deep dives in the tracks um, that you mentioned, whether it's global business or the management of technology aspects. So would you agree that those are the two of the key things that makes it the executive programs kind of stand apart from the other MBA programs on offer here at Georgia Tech? Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. I, I Again, since the students are at a certain point of their career, I think they're looking for that network learning from their classmates who may be dealing with a lot of the same issues but at a different company or a different functional area um, and, and also that that specialization in in those tracks of global business and management of technology yeah and I would say you know specifically the people in the program are what make it incredible the people being both you know the the students the professors the associate deans <laughs> <laughs> but but truly that's been to me the thing that that most people said was what was most valuable to them but once you get into it and you experience it and you are part of conversations where you're like wow I've never really thought of that or experienced that or encountered that or that's not within my scope of what I do but it's incredibly interesting um, that's where a lot of the value and learning has come and of course the network to be able to call people up way after this program Absolutely. is ended and say hey <laughs> help me with this I have no idea or or hey can, can we work together? Uh, a lot of people have made those connections in their future career uh, tracks as well. So, mm -hmm. I think that's a, a really good point, Cax. I think one thing that is very consistent, no matter what MBA program you choose to go down, if you come to Georgia Tech, is you will be learning so much from your peers. So you've mm -hmm. been lucky enough to do podcasts with people in our evening MBA program who I now share classes with, and, and they've absolutely mentioned that. It's something that I always talk about to people from different business schools or when I go home and talk to my friends is the breadth of experience that I get in the classroom is, is incredible. I personally have a quite non-conventional background in that I was working in politics in the UK before I came here, <laughs> which is a little bit of a difference to the CPA who's in my core team and that kind of thing. Um, so I was going to ask, do you typically find a, a standard career background for people in the EMBA program or does it just tend to have that kind of same diversity that the other programs do? 
No, there's no formula. And I think that's the beauty of the class. Yes. Uh, I mean, I, I do a lot of the interviews and I love when it's like, oh, this person's gonna work really well with that person because of the diverse backgrounds and different experiences. And that's what makes the class. I mean, Absolutely. I yeah. mean, you know, I think a lot of people think, oh, do you need an undergraduate business major or engineering? I mean, I love it when someone from humanities who may have been a teacher is paired with someone who has more of a technical background to see how they work together. It uh, really brings it together. Well, I think that that also brings me on to experience that you get within the program. And, and Kat, it's great to have you here. As I know someone going through this at the moment, you'll you'll definitely have some reflections on that. And I know you touched on it a bit to begin with, but I just wanted to kind of recap on where you're at with your career before starting the program and, and sure. what inspired you to undertake the executive MBA at Georgia Tech. Sure. I've been at IBM for six years since undergrad. I started in a program that was designed for sellers coming out of directly out of school. Had an incredible learning experience there of how do you, how do you, how are you going to become a seller? How do you have a conversation? So it was all very much sales focused for a six month program, and then I'd been in a variety of sales roles for the the following let's say three and a half years. At that point, I had the opportunity to become a team lead for one of the sales teams I was on, and that was where kind of I say the curtain parted into, you know, what does management look like? What does leadership, uh, you know, with the title look like? Because obviously there's leadership without the title, but um, that's where I found my true passion and interest in getting into leadership, into management. After my team lead position, I had the opportunity to manage a sales team here in Atlanta, which was incredible. Um, we sold IBM storage, so <laughs> a lot of a lot of fun times with that. And so that was the job that I had when I came into the program and when I started considering. And really, I was hoping to broaden my skills and my my business acumen to get into executive leadership. That's kind of where I feel called to to pursue and hopefully provide value to future teams and the company as a whole. So for me, it was really to gain that broader level of understanding network and just exposure to topics that really I I wasn't working with in my day to day. And so that's why I chose to pursue an MBA. And as far as I think you asked why I chose Scheller specifically, I love the, specifically for me, it was MOT, the Management of Technology track. I work at a big company. Global business probably would have made more sense from a trajectory that I'm at now, at least with IBM. But that's kind of why I chose MOT, because I felt the experience of creating a startup and trying to create a technology that doesn't exist is probably not something I'm going to get in my day-to-day job, but the incredible value of going through that process was appealing to me. So that's why I chose it. Other people have different reasons. A lot of people say, oh, I don't want to do a startup, so I'm not going to do MOT. For me, that was kind of the exact reason why I wanted Mm -hmm. to do it. Well, I think that is really interesting that you brought that up because I have spoken with other executive MBAs in the past who have said exactly the same as you, Kat, but from the kind of the other perspective, which is they work in a technology business, yeah. they used to work yeah. with innovations, <laughs> go to market, but what they are thinking about now is like, oh, I've got to step into an elevated leadership role within my business, so the global business trap makes more mm-hmm. sense. So it's good to know that you have that breadth of options, right? Exactly. And that you, as the, as the person going through the executive MBA, 
obviously you'll get the core course which will give you all the kind of key skills that you need but then it's up to you as the individual to think well where do I want my career to go next and how can I equip myself best with the skills to do that so now that you're on that management and technology track are there things that you found that you can take away and have applied in your role or are you storing those away in, uh, while you think about your next move? So it's funny that you asked that because I was talking about this with my capstone group recently or parts of it. And it's funny, we almost feel that the impact is subtle in a way where it's not like, okay, we learned in econ the, you know, the isoquant does this, whatever. It's, it's not as direct as I learned this exact point in class and now I'm going to apply it, but it's more so in how you carry yourself, how you understand, how you think about a problem how you think about solving the problem and the resources that you can pull on to do your job better. So it's far more subtle than I anticipated. Mm -hmm. I anticipated it to be like, okay, in strategy, we learned this, let's go execute. And it's it's actually, I, I don't know if I can accurately at this point even explain the impact because it really just kind of becomes how you work. One of my favorite examples, a former student told me that he was asking different questions. Yeah. I, I think that's a great way to sort of showcase what you're learning in a subtle way, but then you get into a meeting, and it's like, oh, you know, have exactly. we looked at this or have we considered this option? So I think that's a, a great way to, to say it. Yeah, well, it's all about broadening your horizons, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and putting yourself outside of things that you're doing day to day just in your current role. And, and Kat, you mentioned there the Capstone Project, which if you can't discuss in detail, <laughs> I, I will Did understand. Did you sign an NDA before? <laughs> <laughs> I have to get all listeners to, uh, to sign the NDA before they tune into this edition of the Intersection. But if you could maybe talk in broad terms about what that involves and, sure. um, and how that kind of operates with you working with your fellow EMBAs, I think that would be really beneficial because, again, it's something that it has stood out to other exec MBAs in the past. So <laughs> I think it is a, a unique calling card for those taking, you know, considering doing an EMBA at Georgia Tech. It is, yeah. So I, what I'll say is we are just starting this capstone journey. So I will I will tell you from the perspective of someone that hasn't gone through it entirely yet, but it's been incredibly interesting. So the way the program is structured is that over these next nine months, we have to find an idea. Actually, it's not even finding an idea. I think I would fail the class if, I, if, if Keith <laughs> listens to this. So let me start over by saying we have to find a customer pain point, a, a, a customer that we want to target, a job that they do that they have a problem with that we want to solve. So it's not even coming in with this great idea of mm -hmm. we're going to create this technology. It's really finding what's the problem we need to solve and then interviewing, I'm told, I'll, I'll let you know at the end how many it is, but interviewing around 300 people mm -hmm. <laughs> to define what does that solution look like. So it's kind of flipping the approach, the traditional approach maybe people have in their heads of a startup and how do you create a company by starting with the customer, which of course we know is, is the most crucial part. If you don't have a customer, you don't have anything, even if you mm -hmm. have the best technology. So it's finding that, that problem that you're going to solve and then working through a nine-month period to develop that solution, iterate on it, figure out different versions of what is this actually going to be. And then at the end, you actually pitch it to VCs. And so my understanding, maybe Trent knows a little bit more of the history of it, my understanding is actual companies have come out of this program because it's that good and that in-depth and you, you pour your heart and soul into it. And so many people are committed to making their business work. So 
a really incredible experience. Absolutely. And that, that customer discovery piece is such a yeah. critical part of it. And what's really cool, and, and you're about to find out, Uh-oh. is there will be mul- <laughs> multiple times in Keith's class, they I call it Thunderdome, where you sort of present where you are. And it's fun to watch from that first one until that final presentation to the VCs, how much people improve and are more confident in their approach and yeah. and things like that. So it's it, it truly is a capstone in that, you know, you start out wondering if you made the right decision <laughs> <laughs> on GB or MOT, and then at the end to have that, that level of confidence in what you're presenting is, is pretty cool. And now, Trent, you can correct me if I've, if I've got this one wrong, but um, having, again, uh, spoken to some executive MBAs in the past, obviously your um, MAT capstone will be looking more at that like, VC aspect and you mm-hmm. know, technology startup innovation. For the global business track, is that more focused on working with traditional companies? Because um, I remember some of the names that we've worked in the past, people like Panasonic, Ally Bank, Coca-Cola Company, Gulfstream. That's where you want to go, Doug. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's because, you know, you're working on some global strategy issue. So, uh, you know, a company like, say, a Coca-Cola or a Panasonic that does have a global presence, um, you know, it's it's good to bring that project in. And if you combine that with our uh, international residency and our optional international residency, then by the time the 17 months are up, you've had multiple opportunities to, to work on a, on a global project. And I think, again, that's probably one of the benefits of being here at Scheller and at Georgia Tech. The, the different companies that are kind of within the network is something that very, very few businesses are able to match. And that's to do, I think, with both the physical location of Georgia Tech, quite frankly, right here in the heart of Tech Square, Midtown Atlanta, but also that network of MBAs, no matter which program that they've taken and that they've gone through the school, any major company, any VC, or quite frankly, now a lot of exciting startups have all been here at Shellis. Exactly. I mean, there, there are 29 Fortune 1000 companies headquartered in Atlanta. 16 of those are Fortune 500. 429 billion in aggregate annual revenue in 2020 and those people are going to be in your class plus mm-hmm. the folks who are in the startup community i think we had what five unicorns last year i mean it, this is an exciting place to go to school yeah there's just so much business activity and entrepreneurial activity happening inside the school and directly outside and around the school as well and and Kat, from your perspective since you've started the program how have you found now being as a former bulldog former, oh gosh. former <laughs> and now a, a yellow jacket for the rest of your life oh is that how that works <laughs> how, how have you found being part of the part of the community oh it's incredible it really is that's the right word for it is community and i'll say uh sheller does an incredible job at maintaining the community post-graduation the speakers that we've had come in that have been part of the, I think specifically executive MBA program, we've had several, um, but also just part of tech in general. It's It's been very cool. I mean, it's I was asked to be on a podcast the other day and here I am. <laughs> and that speaks to the community that tech really seeks to create. So it's been a really great experience. Well, it's a little bit easier for me as a, as a full-time MBA student to, to carve out time <laughs> for the podcast, but um, that does bring me on to Another question that I wanted to ask, um, which is, how have you found it balancing those demands? You do have a very, very demanding job. <laughs> you've been getting promoted and forging ahead with your career as you've been taking part in the program. So has that been challenging yeah. for you and how have you been able to manage that? Yeah, so it's uh, certainly it's been challenging, but anything worth doing is challenging. 
right? So I will say when I started with my previous job, I, I had things very well mapped out, under control. I knew the hours that I could dedicate to and starting this new role while being in the program threw all of that out the window. Really, it was my biggest concern when starting this role was how am I going to manage both? And I think that's probably the biggest concern for most people when they're deciding whether or not to pursue. And to that I say, you just figure it out. You just do it. <laughs> There's no secret. I, When I was speaking with a few mentors of deciding whether I should pursue it, uh, one mentioned a quote that I love that I think of to this day. If you want something done, give it to a busy person. There's just those people Great. that yep. that yeah. get things done. And also, I have the added benefit of having incredible classmates. So whenever I think I am struggling, I can't do this, why did I bring this upon myself? It doesn't happen often, actually, I should say. But there is someone in class who is the director level in her role, has a three-year-old at home, was pregnant through the program, just has a newborn, and has not missed a beat. And it's just incredible. So if there's someone that's, you know, the main concern is, I don't know if I can make it happen from a time-wise, from a time perspective or a time commitment perspective. You just make it work. And I think that's uh, something for me to take away as a full-time student. Is there can be no excuses for, <laughs> for misdecidements <laughs> or, or misdeadlines. You don't know how much you can do until you have to do it. Right, right. Um, and I know I've, I've been lucky to chat with people who have graduated out of the, the programme as well, who said, for them, for some people, it's all just about creating rules as well. They said, I always mm-hmm. had it in my head that I wouldn't work on any Sunday because that was family time. And I, and if that's the rule that you've got, you just kind of manage your time right. accordingly. Got the work done to the highest standard possible, still did the day job absolutely spot on. And just as you say, Kat, you just you make it work and, you make it work. and keep focusing. I've heard it described as you find time you didn't know you right. had. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, when I'm driving in the car, I'm listening to the worst computer voice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is bad. What are they? <laughs> They're reading the textbook aloud as I'm driving from my in-laws or my parents' house home because you still have to make time for family, but you also have to get it done. So uh, that computer voice, I, I have grown very accustomed to. <laughs> well, it sounds like a good tip that I should be taking forward as well. <laughs> I'm telling you, the efficiency. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, two, two birds with one stone. So um, Trent and Kat, I think I just wanted to use our final section today just to talk about applying to the program and, and how to get involved. So um, Trent, just from a kind of a practical perspective, you know, how does the application process run if you want to be part of the EMBA program at Shanna? Yeah, so we admit students uh, each fall, so we just have that one admission cycle. Uh, we are currently in the recruiting process for the class of 2023 that will begin in August of, of this year. Um, we have two more deadlines, May 24th, and then our final deadline is, is June 30th, so it's still time. Uh, as far as the process, it's pretty simple. I mean, we want you know a resume, some references. Uh, we can waive the standardized test, the GRE or GMAT, in certain circumstances based on work experience, your level of um, competency, and, and especially in the quantitative uh, areas. Um, uh, a statement of purpose, and that will lead to the interview. So it's a, a pretty easy process. And are there any kind of tips that you have for, for those applying? Yeah, um, come to an information session and maybe even more impactful, come visit a class. We welcome people to come and sit in on a class. You get to see the people you'll be around. You can hear the, the conversation. 
between faculty and students. Um, we'll even you can go to dinner or lunch with us, <laughs> and you know, and just have some, uh, some informal conversations with students and staff and faculty. So encourage that. I would definitely vouch that for any MBA program yeah. that you are <laughs> applying to. It's something that I was fortunate enough to do at various business schools in the US when I was applying here and I think that was definitely the moment where I was like Georgia Tech is is where I want to be the people that you meet and sitting in on a class you do get a true sense of okay can I picture myself here and and, right. you, and you just get to see everything that the business school offers as well and it, it I mean I was pretty made up before I did it but it definitely added in an extra layer of excitement but Kat from your perspective as well as someone who has successfully gone through that process <laughs> is there anything that you would recommend or say was particularly useful to you as you were applying to do your EMBA at Shutter? Yeah, actually, I did not go to a class day. I, I missed that that was an option. I <laughs> wish I knew because we, we had several s potential well, I, students actually, come in. Actually, COVID probably wasn't an option. So You're right. Yeah. That yeah. whole thing. Yeah. How dare I forget? <laughs> so so I didn't uh, join a, a class there or virtually, right? I didn't do it virtually either. So, But what I did do is speak with an alumna ambassador who explained to me the time commitment, how she made it work, the value she got from it. And that to me was really telling that you have someone that's already graduated, they're done with the program, they're willing to spend time with others that are considering going through the process and giving you a realistic picture of what you can expect. Because marketing materials are great, Trent, but <laughs> getting that, that real insight of how do you make it work with life, with Absolutely. work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think if you can't get a hold of somebody who's done a program, it probably says a lot um, as well, but it's something that I never, ever experienced when I was applying to Georgia Tech. The people were extremely yeah. accessible. I was fortunate enough to speak with multiple people when I was applying, and that network has gone on to be there for me, and I'm sure for you, Kat, um, yeah. as well, since been several people that have been extremely receptive to me, not even living in Atlanta anymore. They might be in San Francisco or, or New York or Dallas, and they're still really happy to give up their time and say, well, this is what I'm doing now. This is what I learned from the MBA program, and this is the advice that I have for you. And that's part of that community, right? It extends beyond Atlanta. It extends beyond your time here. And that's what's incredible. It's, it extends before your time here, as you and I both saw. Um, so that's something I tell everyone, right? Always Absolutely. reach out if you have any questions, if you're considering it and you want a real perspective, you know, I'm always happy to chat with anyone. Absolutely, and I, I think the Georgia Tech and the Scheller name and brand travel around the world. We had a global trip to Dubai this past fall with the previous class, and multiple speakers were Georgia Tech alums, and they were so excited to have a group in and ask questions about what's going on on campus, what's going on in Atlanta, so uh, it's, a, it's a global network. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is. And I think that's the thing when people say, do you have an MBA? The next question is always, where did you get it from? Absolutely. So you, yeah. you, can, you always <laughs> need to have that in, in the back of your mind. But um, before we wrap up, um, Kat and Trent, I just wanted you to close by saying, what is, as people who are newish to Georgia Tech and certainly me included as well, what's been the most exciting thing for you so far or something that's really stood out in, in your experience? I, I will say this. I mean, given Atlanta's reputation for traffic, Kat and I both, <laughs> Kat and I both <laughs> live within walking distance we of do. campus, and I've enjoyed, honestly, Midtown, Tech Square, just getting to know this 
whole environment, be it new restaurants or yes. what's going on in the tech space. Uh, it's just it's a vibrant area. Well, it makes makes three of us. I'm also <laughs> in the <entire laughs> resident. Oh, are you? <laughs> <laughs> that is part of it. It's nice to see the city coming back. Absolutely. Yes. It's coming yeah. back to life um, slowly but surely. The thing for me that has stood out the most has really been that community aspect. Mm-hmm. I, you mentioned it before, I, I will not stop being a Georgia Bulldog, but I <laughs> did not expect to also really kind of embrace being a jacket, which I have. I kind of cringe a little saying that, but I also love it. Um, so that to me is, is what stood out. Well, I think you, you can't be here and not, I think, become part right. of that. It's yeah. just so ingrained yeah. in the culture. There. I didn't know that before. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I do now. <laughs> well, well, there you go. That's an, an added bonus. <laughs> you can't lose when it comes to Thanksgiving. There you now. go. That's, that's <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> football is a little <laughs> different, but okay. <laughs> well, on that note, Kat and Trent, it's been fantastic to have you both on, on the podcast. And I think a really great showcase of the executive MBA program here at Georgia Tech. So, I know it's been life and career changing for so many people and I'm sure um, if people listening to this will have plenty more applicants to come and, and go through that experience. So thank you so much again for your time today and yeah, please do join us again on the Inception podcast soon. Thank you. Thank you.